0: Ah, uh, yes. It's another episode of MLB Morning Coffee. We are back. Welcome from Helena, Montana, our temporary studios. We will be back at the Ocean Avenue studios in a couple of days. This is Greg Moraz, your host. As per usual, appreciate everybody putting up with the infrequent content, doing a little soul searching, doing some time to myself trying to stay off the internet. But I want to talk today about summer camp and that is what major league baseball is about to start on july 1st they're not calling it spring training 2.0 a lot of teams are marketing this as summer camp there are some things that need to be discussed in regards to how these camps are being formed so teams are allowing certain players on their 40-man rosters and they are allowing a bunch of non roster invitees, some which are going to the taxi squad. And there seems to be a lot of convoluted information about what these player pools are, where their alternate training sites are going to be, you know, what players are eligible to join these training sites. So I actually found an article on. All of the MLB club's websites, I'm going to read to you specifically from the San Francisco Giants website. So, they give a little FAQ, and the first one is, what exactly does player pool mean? And while you're at it, can you tell me what an alternate training site is? So, this past Sunday marked the first major roster deadline for all 30 teams. They were required to submit their 60-man player pools. This is the group of players who will be able to play for them this season. According to the operating manual, all players on the 40-man roster that, quote, the club anticipates participating, end quote, during the season will be a part of the player pool, while the rest will be made up of non-40-man roster players under contract. Any 40-man roster player who is not included in a player pool will still be paid during the season. No team will be allowed to exceed the limit of 60 players in its player pool at any time during spring training 2.0 or the regular season. While 30 players will make up the initial opening day roster for each team, the other 30 will remain at an alternate training site, which is likely to be a ballpark of one of the club's nearby minor league affiliates. For instance, the Pirates announced that their alternate site will be at their AA affiliate in Altoona, Pennsylvania, the Altoona Curve. Teams were also required to provide a list of which of those 60 players will be invited to Major League training camp, while the others will head to the alternate training site for their workouts. You might think that all 60 guys would go to the Major League camp, but the teams are trying to limit the amount of players that are going to be in here. So you might not see all 60 at camps. So basically, the first answer to the FAQ is that Major League teams have the option of 60 guys that can play for them at any point during the season. So your initial 30-man roster and the 60 guys that are eligible to be on the roster during the season. So whether they be on the 40-man or a technical non-roster invitee, a non-roster invitee can be added to the active roster. Now, basically what this has done is that those that are not on the 60-man player pools – Now, granted, not all of them are filled up yet. Some teams have released their initial list, but those lists are not finalized and they can be added to. But I do want to bring up a statement that was put out by Chicago Cubs left-handed minor league reliever Jordan Minch. Now, Jordan Minch is somebody that throws very hard from the left side. And Jordan Minch was not put on the Cubs 60-man player pool. Now, before I get into the statement that Minch put out on Twitter, I want to give you a little bit of an idea on Minch's stats. So last season, Jordan Minch, he's a Purdue Boilermaker, was drafted by the Cubs in the 35th round in 2014. So Jordan Minch last season had a 5 and 5 record with a 4.69 ERA. Over 55 and two thirds innings of work, he got a promotion to Iowa, where he pitched in one game. He spent most of his 2018 season with the Tennessee Smokies, the Cubs' AA affiliate, where he went one and four, but had a 3.98 ERA over 27 appearances. Minch has been in the Cubs system. This will be his seventh year, so his minor league rights are up after this season, because every team has control over minor leaguers for seven years if they're not on the initial roster. So, Minch does not have a great track record. He spent all of 2016 with High A Myrtle Beach, all of 2017 with High A Myrtle Beach, where he was worse than he was in 2016, and in 2018, he started in Myrtle Beach before being promoted to Tennessee. So, this is a guy that has been in the system for a long time. He's 26 years old and really isn't considered a prospect, but he throws hard, which is why the Cubs have kept him around as long as they have. So this is what Jordan Minch posted on Twitter last night. This is verbatim. Imagine being a minor league free agent after this season and not getting released when all the teams decided to release a bunch of minor leaguers and taking the initiative to reach out to someone high up in the front office and asking them straight up if there is an agreement, would I be a part of the taxi squad because I had two job offers since you know the $400 a week is not cutting it and receiving answers like, quote, we have you penciled in for the taxi squad, end quote, and another quote, we want to sign you back next year and the entire... pitching department thinks you were close to being a big leaguer and then getting left off the taxi squad on top of being the hardest throwing lefty reliever we have besides the new guys we just drafted and coming off as a fall league all-star and not even receiving an nri for the first spring training truly has opened my eyes to how messed up the baseball industry is i don't know what future is or rather i don't know what my future is in this game but i'm looking forward to pursuing Other opportunities come the fall, and he has a peace out emoji sign. So basically, Jordan Minch had what it seems like to be a handshake agreement with the Cubs that he was going to be on the taxi squad, and he was left out of the player pool. So Minch, basically, his baseball season is over, and his – Cubs career is over more than likely, and it seems like his baseball career is over. And to me, you know, you might see more of these situations come to light, and I don't like that. I don't think that's fair to guys. I don't think that organizations, though, in the first place, should have these handshake agreements. But let's get a little bit more clarification on whether or not guys like Minch could potentially Be eligible to be added later. So the second FAQ question on the Giants' website says, "Wait, won't teams have non-roster invitees in camp? How can they put them in the player pool?" And the answer is yes. Teams around the league have multiple non-roster players in camp, many of whom have opt-out clauses in their contracts. Teams may put these players on their 60-man player pool lists. Though what happens if they opt out before the end of camp remains a bit unclear. In most cases, players with opt-out clauses can request to be released, but any player who has been removed from the team's player pool by way of release or outright waiver assignment may not be added back to the team's player pool for the remainder of the 2020 season. One executive says, quote, players are only likely to opt out if they know there's going to be a better opportunity out there for them. Non-roster players who signed minor league deals without opt-out clauses may be assigned to the player pool without being put on the active roster. They would report to the alternate training site where they would continue to work out and be eligible to join the team during the season. So, The non-roster players are not required to be in the big league camp. They can be, but they're going to basically be in this alternate site training camp. It's a little bit confusing. Let's just put it that way. It seems like the non-roster invitees can be added to the roster at any point, but they are not slated to start on the opening day 30-man roster. So they can have them in camp, but more than likely, they're going to end up in this alternate camp. So you've got Big League Park and you've got Alternate Park. So most of the NRIs are going to be at Alternate Park, but have a chance to be added to the Big League roster. More than likely, they're not going to start in the Big League Spring Training. Yes, it's confusing. It's convoluted. But this is the world we're living in when it comes to Major League Baseball in 2020. Next FAQ, are teams locked in with those 60 players all season? No, teams will be able to make all the standard transactions throughout the course of the year. So in order to add a player to the player pool, another player must be removed. Players on the 40-man roster can be removed via trade, waiver claims, return of a Rule 5 draft selection, release, outright assignment, designation for assignment, placement on the 45-day injured list, which is, I believe, the new instituted injured list as opposed to the 60-day IL, placement on the COVID-19-related injured list, which is a new specific injured list they've put in place, or placement on the suspended list by the club, voluntarily retired, restricted, disqualified, or ineligible lists. Non-40-man roster players may be removed by trade release, placement on the COVID-19-related injured list, or placement on the suspended list, military, voluntarily retired, restricted disqualified or ineligible lists any injured non-40 man roster players will continue to count against the team's player pool unless they are removed through one of the aforementioned transactions so our first statement about jordan minch won't necessarily be true but if you're limited to 30 players on the active roster and you can have up to 30 players at your alternate training site more than likely, you're not going to see that many removals because the 30 players that you put in the alternate training site, those are the guys that you specifically want to join the roster. Now, you could, and granted, I think a lot of this is going to be on the fly. There might be addendums to the rule that say, 30-man rosters, we're going to expand these to 35, which means are you going to expand the alternate training site? I thought the goal was specifically to have as few players as possible. But if you do add somebody to the 60-man player pool, they're coming in from the outside, and it's not going to be this bubble-type environment. It's confusing. But basically, Jordan Minch feels like he got screwed by the Cubs, but he still is eligible to be in, even though more than likely he is not going to be a part of the 60-man player pool. And it also seems like a lot of these teams are not going to max out They're 60-man player pools, which means that they're willing to take from a smaller reserve, although effectively they can add guys later. Although I don't understand why you wouldn't want to add guys now in order for them to get work in. This is so convoluted. But, you know, whenever you looked at a schedule for summer camp when you were a kid and you're like, why are we doing all these activities? Well, this is Major League Baseball summer camp. It makes no sense, and it's confusing, and basically Major League Baseball is going to try and play through a pandemic. So that's what we're dealing with at this point. Next FAQ question, how many players will actually be eligible to play each day? The answer is, when the season opens on July 23rd or 24th, teams will submit rosters of up to 30 players with a minimum of 25. Two weeks later, those rosters will be trimmed to 28, then to 26 two weeks after that. Once teams are limited to a 26-man roster, they will be permitted to add a 27th player for double headers. There will be no limitation on the number of pitchers allowed on an active roster this season. So, this is interesting. They are going to reduce roster sizes as the season goes along. So you can start with 30 players, but after two weeks, you have to cut to 28 and then cut to 26. And remember, this year in Major League Baseball, had everything been normal, you were going to be allowed 26 players instead of 25. Now, you'd only been allowed 26 players for doubleheaders, but they're going to add a 27th player for doubleheaders. My guess is you will still see a significant amount of doubleheaders, especially on the East Coast and the Midwest, where you'll get torrential monsoon rains, in august and september so they're also not putting any pitcher limits on here and this is important to discuss because teams that have really deep systems in terms of pitching talent are going to be at a strong advantage because let's look at it from a strategical standpoint You have implemented a universal DH for this season. No pitchers are going to hit this year. So teams that have DHs, you are going to basically have a limited amount of position players, and you'll be able to basically max out as many pitchers as you want. You really, in a 60-game season, where you're hoping that guys are going to play every day, you're not going to give guys a ton of off days. Maybe you have a third catcher that is put on there in case of emergencies. Maybe you have uh, an alternate DH. And granted, like let's take a look at the San Francisco Giants, for example. Buster Posey and Joey Bart, you can have one of those guys as your catcher, one of those guys as your designated hitter because you want both of their bats in the lineup. There are a lot of different scenarios that you can use. But basically, most teams are going to have the same starting nine, give or take two or three players, most of the year and guys aren't going to need a ton of days off. If you have an idea of what your starting lineup is going to be, you don't really need to put more than 12 position players on the roster. You could in theory have only 11 position players and have a backup catcher and a backup outfielder or somebody that is going to end up being a utility man. You know, somebody like a Ben Zobrist would be immensely valuable in a season like this because Ben Zobris can be that one bench guy that ends up being your starting second baseman one day, you're starting right fielder another day, you're starting left fielder another day. He could play first base one day. He's not going to be able to catch. I think that it'll be very intriguing to see how many teams have only 12 position players on their initial 30 man rosters. And when those rosters do get reduced, how many position players are going to end up getting removed and how many pitchers are going to end up getting removed again. There is so much that is on the fly here, and remember, opening day is going to start July 24th, and we have no idea whether or not it's actually going to happen because of this little thing called, oh yeah, COVID-19 pandemic. We have absolutely zero idea. So this is going to be, once again, a very on-the-fly situation, and we have absolutely No idea what is going to happen. It's just one of those things where we're just going to have to see if the season ends up happening. And if it doesn't, then, you know, I I guess Major League Baseball will have to say, okay, we tried. We could have gotten this started earlier. But again, health and safety are number one here. And I know I keep sounding like a broken drum when I talk about this, but that is the case. That is the situation. That the country is dealing with and if it's not safe to play and it's not safe to travel, then they're just going to have to shut it all down and especially with what's going on in Florida and Arizona and Texas and don't forget the Toronto Blue Jays have no idea whether or not they're going to be allowed to play at their home ballpark yet because of Canada's travel restrictions with the United States so they could end up at their spring training site and they already had their sites shut down because of COVID-19 and that's why you see all these players training in their home ballparks instead of at spring training sites because the two main spring training states, well the only two spring training states have failed COVID-19 miserably. So let's continue. Can teams make trades? Yes, though not every player in an organization can be dealt in 2020. The trade deadline this season has been moved from July 31st to August 31st, but unlike years past, teams will be limited in which players they can deal. Only the 60 players in a team's player pool will be eligible to be traded, including the number of minor league players who will be moved this summer. Players acquired via trade must be assigned to a team's player pool. So this is really intriguing to me because you see a lot of teams – end up trading low-level prospects at the deadline in order to get a two-month rental normally in baseball. This season, it would be a one-month rental. But teams, unless they add their prospects to the player pool, and a lot of those prospects, especially guys who are first- or second-year draftees, are going to be non-roster invitees because there's no reason to put them on the 40-man roster yet. You basically have put those guys on there as potential trade bait if you go for it. I don't know how many teams are going to go for it this year because if you trade a top prospect, two top prospects for a rental and season gets shut down, you're not nullifying that trade. Those players are in that other organization and you basically have traded away significant pieces of your future for basically nothing. And I don't know how many teams are going to be willing to say when it comes to the end of August, all right, let's go for it. I can almost guarantee you that there will be hardly any trades. I'd almost guarantee it. There will hardly be any trades before the deadline this season because teams don't think it's valuable enough to deal somebody to go for it in a season that may not reach its conclusion. Next FAQ, what's the deal with the taxi squad? Each team will be permitted a three-player taxi squad for every road trip giving them immediate options to replace an injured or COVID-19 infected player. The players will come from the 60-man player pool, but the goal of bringing them on the trip is to avoid putting a player on a commercial flight if an injury occurs. A three-player taxi squad, which every team is expected to carry on all road trips, must feature at least one catcher, while the other two players can either be pitchers or position players. One executive said he expects most teams to carry a pitcher, a utility player, and a catcher, though some could opt to bring two pitchers and a catcher. These three players will be permitted to work out with the team on the road, while the catcher will also be allowed to serve as a bullpen catcher. At the end of the road trip, taxi squad players will return to the team's alternate training site, though the catcher will be permitted to stay with the team as a bullpen catcher for home games. Taxi squad players will not be paid MLB salary or accrued service time, but they will receive the major league allowance of $108.50 per day, along with their minor league salary. So, there's been a lot of rumblings about what the taxi squad actually is and basically what it seems like it is is you're basically carrying three players on road trips that can be added to the roster at any time so that you don't have to fly somebody from your alternate training site where the variables are going to be riskier i like this idea so you're basically saying that these players are going to be the first alternates and the only players that are eligible to be the first alternates I don't think that people have gotten to the point where they'll say, well, what if multiple players get injured or contract COVID on a road trip? Then you're really in trouble and you might have to commandeer, not commandeer, rent. This is not the Wild West here. Rent a private jet to fly players to a site if somehow a bunch of players end up having to be quarantined. Final FAQ, is the Nashville plan going to become a reality? The answer is, there has been a discussion of a plan that would involve sending 40 to 60 unsigned free agents, mostly players who have played at AAA or in the majors last season, to Nashville, Tennessee, where they would make up a pair of teams that could serve as a pool of emergency call-ups for the 30 MLB teams. The Nashville Sounds, the Rangers' AAA affiliate, would host the group. Quote, The Nashville Sounds Baseball Club has had discussions with Major League Baseball about the possibility of hosting games that consist of free agents competing against each other at First Horizon Park this summer, the club tweeted on Wednesday. We will continue to have meaningful discussions with baseball officials and local health officials with the hopes of baseball in Nashville in 2020. So basically, they're trying to end up creating this whole other squad of players that teams can sign and monitor their progress given what might be happen during the season and whether or not they think they can gain an advantage by signing one of these players i think it's a decent idea although honestly if you released a bunch of players in that period after may 31st i don't understand why you can't just all of a sudden decide okay we'll sign those players back there's a lot that needs to be sorted through all of this but i won't be surprised if that ends up happening they're basically going to have to create a bubble in Nashville for all of these players. This once again, does not take into account all the health and safety protocols that have to go on. But with all these teams releasing their player pools today, I had to basically give you guys the outsider's view on what these things are and try to be able to make sense of how these squads are going to end up functioning throughout the season. Again, again, Today is June 29th. We have absolutely no idea whether or not a full season is actually going to happen. So let's just see what happens because who the hell knows? Thanks for listening to another edition of MLB Morning Coffee, a production of the Ocean Avenue Studios in San Francisco, California. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Whenever that might be, we'll be back in the studios in San Francisco very soon. Take care, everyone.